This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Joe Fortenbaugh did, in fact, make it on that vacation, which means Drew Carter is here filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh. You can check him out on Twitter at Droodle25. You can check me out as well at Amber W Sports. You can also always join the conversation here on Joe and Amber. Triple eight, say ESPN. That's the number 888-729-3776. So, Drew. On ESPN Plus, Jeremy Fowler has an interesting article today whereby he ranks the 32 NFL teams in terms of tiers, and he sort of invents his own tiers. So I want to go through some of these tiers with you and get your reaction. The first tier that he puts these teams into is still contenders. Now, I don't think there's any huge surprises here. He's got Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Eagles, 49ers. Five teams as contenders as we wrap up this season and head into next season. Is anyone missing from that list or anything you disagree with there? I don't think so, and I think this is kind of where we landed when we got to the playoffs, right? It sort of felt like there were two in the NFC, three in the AFC who had a legitimate chance to get to the Super Bowl. I know all the Chiefs and their fans think that nobody was picking them to make the Super Bowl, and you know it's probably disrespectful that they're not at a tier of their own. But this makes a lot of sense to me. I feel like these five separated themselves as we got to the playoffs. And I'm sure at this time next year, it'll look completely different. But as of now, this feels right. Yeah, there's team is missing on this list, I'm sure. I mean, there will be teams that end up being contenders that we're not even considering. But right now, if I had to put my money on teams being contenders next season, it would, in fact, be those five teams. Now, there's a lot to decipher here. Like with the Eagles, they lose their DC. They lose their OC. They're going to have to pay Jalen. What's that going to cost them around Jalen? I mean, there's going to be potential problems there trying to maintain this Philadelphia Eagles team. But as we sit here today before any of this, those moves have been made. I feel pretty confident about these five teams as contenders. What I did think brilliant, it was brilliant about what Jeremy Fowler did here, was then he had his second category as a category onto itself for the Cowboys and Vikings. They're in their own tier of need a postseason breakthrough. And the reason that I think that that's brilliant is because I could argue that the Cowboys are a contender, right? Like they should be a contender. They're a 12-win team, not just this season, but basically every darn season. It's currently constructed they should be a contender as we sit here today but you know how this works with the Cowboys and to a lesser extent the Vikings I mean we're talking about a 13 win team in your Minnesota Vikings Mm -hmm. I had a hard time ever buying into that team this season despite all those wins but it feels appropriate then with the teams that win that much to have its own tier of like you win a lot but we don't really believe you can get it done in the postseason even if on paper you should Right. Need a postseason breakthrough. I'm with you. Pretty pretty genius category from Jeremy. I just think that the Vikings don't belong in the second tier. You like that? Thank you. Yes, I do. I'm sure. Listen, I like it when the Vikings are ranked higher than I think they should be. I bet everyone's expecting, oh, you know, the guy's from Minnesota. He's saying the Vikings should be a tier higher. Wrong. I think they should be a tier lower. I don't think they just need a postseason breakthrough. I don't think they're that close. You said it, Amber. They won 13 games, but did anybody really buy it with the Vikes? I did it, and I'm from there. I'm a Vikings fan. But I would put the Vikings in their own category, which is let's get weird. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's get weird because the Vikings last season was one of the most fun seasons I can remember as a sports fan because for the entire year, I didn't think they were very good, but all they did was win. They won ridiculous games. The game at Buffalo was one of the coolest regular season games I've ever seen. Then they have the biggest comeback in NFL history 
against the Colts. It's just it was an awesome season full of crazy moments, and then we got to the playoffs, and it's like, okay, this was fun while it lasted, but no one really expects him to make any real noise in the playoffs. And I think the Vikings are an average to slightly below average team in the NFC. Like the Giants beat them in the playoffs last year. I think the Giants are better, and I'd be more excited as a Giants fan about their chances than I am as a Vikings fan. Now, all that being said, they did win 13 games last year, so I understand why they're here, but I don't think they'll be here next year. Speaking of the New York Giants, who won nine games compared to your Vikings' 13 games last season, Fowler has them in the next tier down, which is headed on the right track. I think that that's appropriate for the Giants. I could see them taking a step back, frankly, next season, or I could see them taking that step forward. Like The Giants are very hard to predict because they seem to head a schedule this season. I'm not sure any of us believed in Daniel Jones before what we saw this season, but there's several other teams on this list that I feel pretty confident are, in fact, on the right track. The Jacksonville Jaguars make this list. The Los Angeles Chargers make this list. That's probably disappointing for Chargers fans, who I think Mm -hmm. probably thought that they'd be a tier above by now. My Miami Dolphins make this list on the right track. I don't have a huge problem with that. The Steelers and the Seahawks are all teams that find themselves on the right track, in addition to the Baltimore Ravens. I thought that that was interesting because... Everything with the Ravens is dependent on what happens here with Lamar, and we have no idea what's about to happen with Lamar. They seem like they're probably going to end up having a franchise tag him. A deal is not in place. Is he going to sign the tag? Is he going to try to really stick it to the Ravens? Of course, he wouldn't get paid if he didn't sign the tag, and that's a whole lot of money when they franchise tag him for a player like him to give up coming off of a rookie deal. Yeah, and this is where the tears start to get a little jumbled for me. This is a beefy girthy tier we've got what nine teams in this one and it feels like there are eight teams in this one that's kind of different settings and situations like the Jags are a lot different from the Ra- the Ravens and are a lot different from the Giants where the Giants kind of like the Vikings had some luck last year but feels to me like they are on they are on the right track like they are moving in the right direction like this tier says but you're right the Ravens it's like it's a total mystery I feel like they should almost be in a tier of their own, or maybe there's a, a next tier stuck in QB purgatory where that kind of feels like where Baltimore belongs because Lamar is a total question mark. Now, that being said, I feel like the Ravens are generally a pretty safe bet to make the playoffs as long as Lamar is there. I know they have another Pro Bowl quarterback in Tyler Huntley, so they have two Pro they do Bowl have two Pro Bowlers on that roster. <laughs> right, but, but without knowing what's going to happen with Lamar, I don't know if they belong here. You mentioned they're stuck in quarterback purgatory. There is that category here from Jeremy Fowler. That includes teams like the Atlanta Falcons, the Las Vegas Raiders, of course, now make that list, the New Orleans Saints, the New York Jets are on that list. I find that a little bit interesting because you could argue, you know, that they've got the number two overall pick on their roster. So there's that. They shouldn't be in quarterback purgatory, but they are. The Tampa Bay Bucks, obviously making this list now with the departure of Tom Brady and the Washington Commanders on that list as well. I would imagine maybe one of those teams or two of those teams will no longer be on that list, depending what Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers end up doing. Speaking of that, the Green Bay Packers find themselves on this in, a, in their own tier, along with the Cleveland Browns. The tier is called in a comfortable spot despite a losing season. And I don't really understand this tier because I don't find anything comfortable about either the Cleveland Browns or, frankly, the Green Bay Packers. If I'm a fan of either of those teams, I'm not feeling particularly comfortable coming off of this past season. Right. I'm pretty uncomfortable uh, considering what happened this past year. And Aaron Rodgers, like, 
again, we talk about him all the time because he gives us plenty of content and it seems like we have no idea what he's going to do until like a week before the season. But if you're a Packers fan, are you even excited about the idea of Rodgers returning? Like, does that really get you fired up or, or would you actually want to move on at this point? Because this guy's been holding you hostage now for a couple of years and he was great until this past season. And the thing is, Amber, when, when these guys lose it, they lose it quickly. Like, I know Aaron Rodgers hasn't had a ton of health issues in his career, but I remember Peyton Manning. When Peyton Manning lost it, it happened in a flash. He went from 55 touchdowns, MVP, to noodle arm Peyton Manning, who won a Super Bowl, but it wasn't because of him. But it wasn't because of him. And I just feel like if I'm a Packers fan, I might be ready for the next chapter. I might want to be in my own tier, which is get me away from this guy. Get rid of him. Send him somewhere else. You always have to be careful what you wish for, though, right? Because the grass ain't always greener. It was somehow going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if Lightning is going to strike a third time for that franchise in moving on to Jordan Love. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. There's another category here, time to reassess. He's got Jeremy Fowler has Los Angeles Rams as needing to reassess. I thought that was interesting because Joe Fortenbaugh said on our show yesterday that he thought that the Rams would be much better this next season. I mean, they will have a healthy Matthew Stafford, presumably, or maybe he's at a point in his career where healthy uh, is not going to be a thing. Cooper Cup, though, should be healthy next season. They get the they get some of their key pieces, obviously, back from that Rams. I just feel like their window, frankly, is closed. He's also got the Pats on this list and the Titans on this list as needing to reassess. And then he's got a final category here of new coach, new direction, and major rebuild in the works, which applies apparently to the Bears and the Texans, respectively. You can check that out, ESPN+. Plus, It is a Jeremy Fowler's article creating his own NFL tiers. Coming up next, if you're a team drafting a quarterback in the 2023 draft, would you rather have Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? We'll get into it. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Previously on Joe and Ammer. Bo is in Indianapolis. Bo, thanks for the call. What do you have for us tonight? Always good to listen to you guys. By the way, you guys are fantastic. But you knew that. You already knew that. I didn't have to tell you that on Valentine's Day. Didn't have to tell you that. Callers were so nice to us yesterday. We always appreciate those calls. Triple Eight, say ESPN. I think love was in the air yesterday. And of course, we always open up our phone lines to you at the end of Joe and Amber. We take you up until nine o'clock Eastern here on Joe and Amber. Triple Eight, say ESPN. That's the number. 888-729-3776. Drew Carter is in for Joe Fortenbaugh today, who is enjoying his vacation. And I would imagine... Some of these guys coming out of college are going to enjoy many vacations once they get drafted to the NFL because they are about to get paid, 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 and not just NIL paid, but really paid here in their NFL careers. We did get a mock draft from Todd McShay. He dropped it on ESPN Plus today. It's mock draft season from him and Mel. So let's get into McShay's latest mock here, Drew. And what's interesting, I think, right off the bat is out of the gate, he has the Indianapolis Colts trading with the Chicago Bears in to that one number one spot in order to get their guy. And their guy, according to Todd's first mock here, is Bryce Young, the quarterback out of Alabama. I think a lot of us, let's start to start with the trade generally. I think a lot of us suspect Chicago is going to trade out, right? But they are playing hardball now. And there is this whole school of thought that they're actually going to just draft a quarterback at one, stay in the one spot, and move on from Justin Fields. He's not Eberlefluss's guy. He's not that front office's guy. Nevertheless, it seems like lunacy to me coming off of an unbelievably bad season from the Chicago Bears, but not a bad season from Justin Fields before he got injured. It's genius. It's 4D chess. We're playing cat and mouse from the Bears. Does anyone actually think the Bears are going to do that, though? Does People anyone do. really believe? I don't get it. I do I not get it. I don't it. see that. I know, I know we've run some sound from Jason Fitz saying, listen, if you think Bryce Young is a transcendent talent, you have to draft him. I'm with you, but is Bryce Young that guy? Like, I don't think we're talking about an Andrew Luck or – Trevor Lawrence type prospect I feel like there are enough question marks around Bryce Young where you don't give up the promise that you saw from Justin Fields last year and Amber I don't know if it's just because I play fantasy football but I love Justin Fields I think his ceiling is through the roof if I you know and I actually said this during the draft when he fell all the way to 11 and was like the fifth quarterback drafted that was lunacy He was outstanding in college, and I thought a phenomenal prospect, and that has proved to be true. I mean, outside of Trevor Lawrence, there's no one you'd rather have from that draft. So I feel like you have to really love Bryce Young to give up on Justin Fields, and I don't know if anyone's going to get there. I don't know how good Justin Fields is going to end up being. What I know is that I saw wild talent from Justin Fields on a very bad Chicago Bears team, and that's got to count for something. I haven't seen any talent from any of these other guys in the NFL. I mean, you're taking such a wild card thinking any of these guys are even going to have an opportunity to show you some sem- half the semblance of talent that you've already seen from Justin Fields on the NFL level. I think that it's got to be all smoke and mirrors because it is like crazy to me, this conversation of moving on 
on from Justin Fields if you're the Chicago Bears. They've got so many needs, the Chicago Bears, particularly in terms of rebuilding that defense. They ripped this thing all the way down to the studs. If you can rip it down to the studs and still see the talent from that quarterback position, keep that quarterback goodness and build around that quarterback. I think that's what they're going to end up doing. Hopefully get some real draft capital here in return for trading back in the draft. I think this is just just them playing hardball to try to up the price. So I like the idea of them trading out of one. The Colts moving up to one. Don't hate that idea. I'm not super passionate about Bryce Young as a top prospect. I know a lot of people, though, feel like he's incredibly undersized, including our very own Mike Greenberg. This is from Greeny earlier today. Bryce Young had one of the great college careers you've ever seen, or two years anyway, but major questions about the measurables. Bryce Young and I weigh the same number of pounds. And that's a very, very bad situation if you're going to play in the National Football League, particularly if one of your best attributes is your mobility, which it is. Bryce Young is a special player. And McShay said on our air on Get Up this morning that he thinks he's a smaller version of Patrick Mahomes. Now, if you could get a smaller version of Patrick Mahomes, that might be a pretty attractive potential move. Someone's going to trade up there and get him. So that's Greeny, obviously, talking about the size. He went on and on, uh, even beyond that, when I was listening to it live, about how small Bryce Young is. Like, he ain't Patrick Mahomes because of the size differential there. He's listed at 194 pounds. That probably makes him maybe a buck 90 is on a Greeny good day. Is Greeny 194? Did Greeny just say he's been bulking? That's what, that is what Greeny suggested, uh, that he that he is the same size there <laughs> as Bryce Young. Bryce, obviously, is young. Can he gain weight? Can he bulk? up maybe a little bit. I'm not a big fan of undersized quarterbacks as a Dolphins fan with Tua. It was one of the knocks always on Tua that hasn't worked out what? necessarily splendidly for us. Come I don't on. love the his, durability component of small quarterbacks. I don't but love his it height, for Bryce His height Young. has nothing to do with the head injuries, though. That feels unfair. That's, Tua was awesome this year before he got hurt. He was awesome before he got hurt, but there are durability issues when it comes to Tua Tuckavaloa, and whether it's the head, whether it's all the other uh, list of injuries that he's had in the NFL NFL and then of course in college as well nevertheless we can talk about it with other quarterbacks the Kyler Murray's of the world the other undersized quarterbacks there's not many examples like Russell Wilson some people consider undersized there's not many examples of uh, Drew Brees there you go there's not a ton of undersized quarterbacks with with a, a monster success I mean I feel like it's becoming more and more acceptable I feel like this anti short quarterback narrative is sort of dying as we move forward in society. Um, Kyler Murray, I I know someone said Kyler Murray is different because he's a little thicker, and that's definitely true, especially if you're talking about injury concerns. But let's just take three guys, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. Those guys have made it work. They're all outliers athletically from an accuracy perspective. They're different in some way. And it sounds like Bryce Young is the same thing. I mean, if Todd McShay says he's a smaller Patrick Mahomes, I think because of the quarterback buzzword, off-platform throws and arm talent, all that stuff, it doesn't matter that he's small to me. I think making it work might be overstating it when you're talking about Kyler Murray and maybe right now Russell Wilson as well. Kyler Murray's pretty good. He just plays too much Call of Duty. I guess. Is he good? I don't know if Kyler Murray's good. I'm not a Kyler Murray hater. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not sure whether he's good or not. Maybe he just needs to put down the remote. Joe and Amber, the podcast.
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is Joe and Amber. Denise. Denise is in Arizona. I just got back from Arizona hours ago. Thanks for the call, Denise. What do you have for us? Hi. I'm going to talk about you two. I just want to tell you, Amber and Joe, this is the best programming ESPN has done for radio. Amber, your intelligence, your sports acumen, Joe, your honesty about music, pizza money. I love you guys. I have an hour and a half commute from work to home. I just love you. Denise, quick question before you hang up. Which of us are you biologically related to? <laughs> this was such a sweetheart yesterday. We love what those going of on? I was, I'm what, how, much, how many checks did you send out, Amber? My I really goodness. Like, I don't know what was happening yesterday. The love was in the air. People were feeling oh, it because of Valentine's man. Day. People were so nice to us yesterday. Our callers, Triple Eight. Say ESPN if you want to call up and say yeah, nice Yeah, call things. in today. I that feel is- like chopped liver over here. Everyone's calling in. Joe and Amber, oh, it's my favorite show. Drew comes on. Nothing. <laughs> calm down. Call in. Amber already, Drew Carter Amber already gave is. you top billing here once, so just calm that's down true. over there, Drew. That is true. I did make it uh, Drew and Amber uh, very briefly. That's not going to happen again. Don't you worry about that. This is <laughs> Joe and Amber, though. I uh, Listen, that wasn't my say either. Joe Fortenbaugh, Amber Wilson, Drew Carter filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find him on social at Droodle25. Is that your handle on the gram as well, or is that just the Twitter handle? You bet. That's where you can find me on Instagram. Also, Facebook. If you go facebook.com slash Droodle25. Wow, that's still doing the Facebook thing. Nobody uses Facebook or ever types in the URL, but that's where I'm at. What about TikTok? You're you're young. You're young as heck. You've got to be on TikTok. I know. Super hip. I am on TikTok, but I've never posted. Maybe I could post my first TikTok using a clip from this show. How does that sound? There you go. That sounds good. I feel like if you're 25 years old and you don't TikTok, then it's sacrilegious or something. I don't even know if I'm using that term properly. Like <laughs> no, that you don't right. TikTok. Is that even, is that even accurate? Uh, I don't TikTok, uh, nor do I have TikTok, but I'm also 40 years old, so there's that. <laughs> you can find me on the gram and on Twitter at Amber W Sports. Let's big deal or not a big deal. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal? Or not a big deal with Joe and Amber. James Steele, our producer. You want to throw out your handles there, James Steele? Oh, wow. Uh, I'm not prepared for this. I think it's J Steele 5'6 on everything. I think it's J Steele 5'6. During the break. There's During the break, America. James was like, Drew, where's my follow back, Drudel? I checked 58 seconds ago. He phoned. 58 <laughs> seconds, and then this guy comes out and lies to the masses saying he doesn't know his hand. You know, that's 57 seconds too long it, it took you to hit him with a follow back. Yeah. I don't think about it. I don't know. It's J Steele with an E at the end and 5-6. I believe that's yeah, we, all of them. Yeah, you Twitter uh-huh, and on the it. gram. Uh, all right, so big deal or not a big deal, I'll give you a, a, a topic. 
and you'll tell me if it's a big deal or not a big deal. It's a pretty simple thing, Drew. I uh, hope you can. Uh, hope you got all that. Fast learner. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, <laughs> so the the Colts they hired Shane Steichen to be their new head coach, and the Cardinals hired Jonathan Gannon to be their new head coach. So the Eagles lost both their offensive and defensive coordinators. Amber, is that a big deal or not a big deal? Uh, it's a semi-big deal, I will say. I think Cheating. it's a big deal because they lose both the of their coordinators. The both. I just got here, and I one. know it's not the game. Come on. <laughs> I'm not playing it properly. Uh, fine, I'll go big deal because they lose both of their coordinators. I don't typically find coordinator talk particularly interesting. Certainly, we expect when teams find themselves in Super Bowls that a coordinator may be going somewhere in a coaching carousel. I do think that this is a problem because they're losing coordinators from both sides of the ball. I think having to pay Jalen Hurts is actually going to be a bigger problem for that Philadelphia Eagles team, though, in terms of the salary cap and trying to keep all the pieces that made this a Super Bowl contender. All right, A-Dub, you don't like coordinator talk. I love coordinator talk. <laughs> Let's spice it up with some hot coordinator talk. Um, I don't think it's a big deal because I feel like these coordinators are sort of – they kind of grow on trees at this point. Like, how many guys has Sean McVay lost from the Rams? And they were fine last year. Um the Vikings have a Sean McVay disciple. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is sort of in the Sean McVay. Like, I feel like they're Mike McDaniel, there's so many of these guys at this point. To me, it's not a big deal for the Eagles. I think it is a big deal for the Cardinals because what are we doing? The guy, I mean, they just gave up 38 in the Super Bowl. I know 31 on offense. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about the hire, and based on their recent track record with coaching hires, I feel like we shouldn't be sure on Jonathan Gannon. It's right. a fair point, actually. Very fair point. Well, pre- I, given uh, one game, and it was the Chiefs, but nevertheless, fair point. Yeah, that's fair. All right, I appreciate you playing the game the right way, Drew, unlike A-Dub. Uh, so the next one. <laughs> huh? That's, <laughs> it's my show. I can play the game how I want No, to. no, that's no. True. That's not that's how I'm, I don't make the rules. All right, Michael Jordan turned 60 on Friday. And to celebrate, he donated $10 million to Make-A-Wish, the largest donation ever received from an individual in the organization's 43-year history. MJ donating $10 million to Make-A-Wish, big deal or not a big deal, what, Drew? What kind, of, what kind of jerk would Drew Carter be if he right. goes not a big deal here? But carry yeah, on. You were kind like of a jerk Kelsey's. about the Kelsey yeah, brothers loving their mother. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking my haterade. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, my MJ, huge donation, not a big deal. Who cares? I, make it $15 million. No, obviously... Not just a big deal, a huge deal, a massive deal, colossal deal. It's so cool, Amber. We were talking about this before we came on the air. How many people celebrate their birthday by giving money away, right? Usually it's the reverse. Usually you're waiting to be gifted everything you want, maybe get some cash in the mail. No, when you're MJ, you just do things differently. This is so cool. Of course, it's a big deal. You know, people who actually do what you just said, you know, why wouldn't why wasn't it 20 million instead of 10 million? That's just the world that we live in. This is unbelievably generous of Michael Jordan. This is such an unbelievably cool gesture. I can't imagine how many children's lives he just helped, how many families he just helped. This is such a cool way to celebrate your 60th birthday. Very well done there by one of the goats. But yeah, hey, that's the thing. I played it safe with one of the goats. I played it safe. Sports radio. We have to now debate who's more philanthropic, LeBron or MJ. Um, and that I, can I, be a topic I think, for later. I think LeBron was edging him out in terms of like during career philanthropy. Uh, philanthropy? There you go. Um, yeah. However, 
I do think MJ has become more philanthropic since Maybe. he uh, retired, and certainly this helps. I like that. Could be a good debate for next time. Uh, it could be. I'll, or maybe they're just both awesome. I'll keep it in <laughs> mind. True. And Thanks. more of this. I'll keep it in mind. All right. James, uh, uh, write yeah, that down. I'll keep it in mind. Uh, that's, the, that's the second thing that you've pitched today that I didn't like. Um, <laughs> Pat, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is on Jimmy Kimmel after winning his second Super Bowl. I don't know if you've heard. Uh, and Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Kimmel asked him if they got to watch Rihanna's halftime show. Take a listen. You at all watching Rihanna's uh, performance during this? I didn't, but I heard it was great. But uh, Coach Reed told us, he said, if you go out to watch the performance, just keep walking because you're not playing the rest of the game. <laughs> so, uh, Amber, big deal or not a big deal that Andy Reed threatened to bench everyone who tried to go watch Rihanna's half. I think it's a big deal because remember the Bengals player? Some of the Bengals players apparently had watched the halftime show. And don't forget the Bengals lost that Super Bowl. So I think it's smart of Andy Reid to put his foot down. Listen, you can catch Riri on the playback right now. You're in this game. And if you go out there, you're not going to be in the second half. Not a big deal. You got to fight for your right to that's fun doing that to Drew Carter every time. So fun. I love it. It's fun for everybody. Uh, not a big deal for me. If I'm Patrick Mahomes, I'm testing that theory. Andy Reid, you going to bench me? I'm Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. You going to bench me? I, I want to see Rihanna live. So let's see it, Andy. Put your money where your mouth is. Go ahead and bench that Patrick Mahomes if you watch Rihanna. If Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they should have gone out there mm-hmm. to watch Rihanna. Right. Ooh, that would have been. been funny. And that by the way, funny. by the way, I love Rihanna, but they didn't oh, miss oh. a whole lot. You might as well just listen. Oh, just listen. Drew. Just listen to the playlist on Apple Music. It's the same thing. And her songs are awesome. Love the set list. You didn't miss a whole lot if you didn't see it. I'm just she saying. was pregnant, Drew. Ex- pregnant. Exactly. With but child. She's I'm not, say- I'm not on a crushing platform Rihanna. like a thousand feet in the air with a child. She I'm not risked her crushing, life I'm not for our entertainment. Rihanna. I'm just, I'm just saying. Listen, Rihanna, you should stay home if you're pregnant. You don't need you, to do the Super whoa, Bowl halftime show. Hold on. You don't need to do the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show. Hold on. Stop booing me. Take, Why are you hold, booing me? I'm right. Look at back. We're not telling pregnant <laughs> women to stay home. Uh, just uh, barefoot and pregnant at home. Let's not do that. We're walking that back. We're walking that back real quick. I just, you all run I'm the saying, world, girls. You run it. All you run I'm the saying, world. All I'm saying is Rihanna, amazing. That performance left a little to be desired because we know how good she can be in a live setting. That's what I'm saying. You didn't this miss a whole like lot when of you. You didn't say see with it. all due respect and then you disrespect the heck out of somebody. What? How is that disrespect? I didn't I'm not saying Rihanna's terrible. This is I actually disrespect. think she's great. That's why good, I'm a little disappointed. It was a good performance. And an and, 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 uh, unbelievable performance if you consider the fact that uh, she seems to uh, be quite pregnant, uh, which yes. was pretty remarkable uh, to find out uh, in that moment. It was on my favorite halftime show of all time. And I'm a big Rihanna fan. I'm not going to say that it was my favorite ever, but it was. Good. What? Are you kidding me? I've, I've been under the microscope for the last three minutes. <laughs> and now you're agreeing. I, I was on. much more careful with the way I said <laughs> things. And also, I haven't been hating on mothers on today's show the no, way that you have. No, Sorry, Mrs. I'm, Kelsey and, I'm, I'm and not, Mrs. Rihanna. <laughs> That's true. We're, we're seeing a theme here. I'm <laughs> just saying. You got to fight for your right. I'm just going to keep talking. Listen, Rihanna, Rihanna, no one's forcing you to do the halftime. Like, 
your career's been amazing already. She's like, beautiful. No She's that. amazing. Get out there. Own it. Work it. She did all of that. We're going to keep working it here <laughs> on Joe and Amber. That's the voice of Drew Carter coming up next. Your calls. This is your turn to chime into the show. Triple eight. Say ESPN. That's how you do it. 888-729-3776. Bring your hottest takes. Tell Drew why he's wrong about not liking mothers. Whatever you got for us. <laughs> Bring it our way. Triple H, say ESPN. We'll play Call a Roulette next. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Drew Carter's been filling in for Joe. You can find him on social media at Drewdle25. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. It's that time on Joe and Amber when we ask you to join the conversation. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's play some caller roulette. 13 black odds, no winner. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play caller roulette with Joe and Amber. So caller roulette, Drew, it's pretty simple. We spin the wheel, we take calls. Got it? Get it? God, I'm on board. Let's do this. All right, just making sure. Just making sure. Let's go ahead and spin that wheel. Because, you know, get it. Like, Joe's in Vegas. You know, he's the betting guy. Roulette. Oh. So clever. I know. No. By the way, no pizza monies tonight because Joe Fortenbaugh is not here to give us the betting advice. James, I thought you were going to come up with your own pizza monies and try to challenge Joe Fortenbaugh. What happened to that? Um, you we just kind of got huh? caught up in, uh, it just Producing. didn't happen today. Well, I think we're going to do it here though. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, like we'll tomorrow. try it on. For I, I didn't think of it until late. So we might come up with our own pizza money betting advice for y'all Probably tomorrow. Probably a bad we'll idea how, though. Terrible idea. Uh, we'll see how, maybe instead of pizza money, it'll be like, um, pizza topping advice. Cause that's the only amount of money. <laughs> You'd want to, like, maybe the whole pizza, uh, a little too pricey. We'll rename it, uh, do you want to lose some money tonight? (laughs) We spun the wheel. Let's get to these calls. Triple H to ESPN. Ronnie is in Texas. Ronnie, thanks for the call. What do you have for us? Uh, Well, I just wanted to uh, tag on there with Drew because we all know that the performance we saw out there wasn't Rihanna's A game. It was probably her C game. And now, granted, her C game is better than a lot of people's A game, but that's not what we wanted to see on Super Bowl Sunday. So if you can't bring it, just stay at home. Not barefoot um, in well, the good. kitchen, I'm glad she but gets at home shoes on. with shoes on. I am dying. The listen, woman in me, as a listen. woman who has been pregnant, Thank I can God. tell you, there is nothing more A-game than just showing up to life if you're pregnant. All the women out there who have quite literally done anything pregnant, you're bringing your A-game. Also, performing in a Super Bowl halftime show, that's like an A++++ times a billion, uh, by the way, more of a game than any man. Sorry for y'all. It just is what it is. Y'all don't understand how hard being pregnant actually and and hey, A-Dub, I understand that I don't understand. I'm just with Ronnie. I'm saying Rihanna's C game is better than a lot of people's A games. We just know it wasn't her A game. But considering the circumstances, obviously it was amazing. But, Amber, I do have a legitimate question for you. Okay, go on. So Rihanna never said the words, I'm pregnant. Right. But, but her then reps, everyone, 
Her but reps every- confirmed it. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Yes, but- because otherwise it would be wildly inappropriate if we were just exactly. out here calling Rihanna pregnant. Th- when that's what we I'm saying. Sure. I've yeah. heard my entire life, you never ask that question. So the fact and, that her reps you know, even got asked is, uh, to me, kind of confusing. No, that's, that's excellent advice that you have been given. You never ask a woman if she's pregnant. I mean, she could be like practically giving birth in front of you and you just yes. wait for her to inform you that that is in fact the case. That's excellent advice that somebody gave you. Nevertheless, her reps came out immediately and announced it right after her performance. So I think that this was all in the plan. Obviously, she knew the the speculation was going to be rampant because she did look, of course, pregnant and she was embracing it. With the outfit that she wore. She was embracing the beauty of it all. It was a beautiful performance. There's nothing more beautiful than women in motherhood. Goodness gracious. My my (laughs) wife, my wife immediately started Googling is Rihanna pregnant uh, as soon as she came on the screen. Yeah. So I think that's probably trending on Twitter. I, I didn't Google it because I, I would never ask that question. you were too busy hating question. on the performance no, and wondering no, no, why no, no, she couldn't no. dance I was, more. I was too busy dancing and enjoying it myself. Listen, at least somebody sure. was dancing during. Oh, oh, oh. goodness. Yeah. Spin the wheel. <laughs> Spin the wheel. Triple eight say ESPN. <laughs> That's the number. That's how you get in touch with us. 888-729-3776. This is what happens when you work in a man's world. Rick. Rick is in Texas. Rick, can you save me from this? What do you have for us tonight? Thanks for the call. Hey, uh, good evening. Uh, enjoy the show. I really like the energy. Uh, getting on the Rihanna thing. I think what it is is I think the expectations because she's such a performer. She's such a great dancer. They wanted to see those you know, the dancing and the choreography and things. So, but uh, getting back to your quarterbacks, you got to have a quarterback with uh, – he can't be slight build. He has to have some muscle. Jalen Hurts has muscle. Now, when you think about quarterbacks that can run, look at the guys. Uh, Murray got hurt. Uh, Griffin in Washington got hurt. Lamar Jackson gets, gets hurt. You can run. You can be quick. But the NFL, eventually you're going to get hit. Yeah, Ray, thanks for the call. I do think – that that's the more important criticism of Bryce Young when we're talking about size. Because I agree with you, Mm -hmm. Drew, when we're talking about undersized quarterbacks, the old adage used to be they have to be tall to be able to see over the line, right? And to be able to see the whole field. Well, now the quarterback in 2023 is so darn mobile. And that is including Bryce Young very much in that mobility discussion. Now, though, you still could have injury concerns if you're undersized in terms of like actual size put on, in terms of weight, in terms of muscle. I'm not sure it's just all about height anymore. So I still think there could be a concern that a quarterback's undersized, even if height isn't the same analysis it once was. Right. I think Rick is spot on with that. And, and 100%, Amber, like it doesn't matter. Guys aren't under center taking a three-step drop trying to see over the offensive lineman. Bryce Young might never take a snap under center in his NFL career, for all we know, aside from when he goes down to do the quarterback sneak and gets pushed over the line of scrimmage like is en vogue to do now. So that's the concern with him is the health. But if you think he's really special, maybe you can look past that. Spin the wheel. Hollywood. Hollywood is in Hollywood, Florida. Hollywood, you got about 30 seconds with us. What do you have? Go Gators. They won tonight. I know you know this. In terms of halftime, 
I would want to see Mandy Moore. She is the uh, queen of baby making music. That's what I call her. Those are the type huh? of performers that I want to see. So- Wow. Okay. So Hollywood uh, from Hollywood wants some baby making music and not just somebody actually making a baby uh, up there for the Super Bowl (laughs) halftime performance. I feel like there's uh, there's been a a lack of uh, appreciation for the performance that Rihanna gave us. I thought it was still a very good performance there from Riri. And again, nothing's more beautiful than motherhood. Drew Carter recognize. I agree with everything you just said. I agree. Going out on a positive note here, <laughs> Drew Carter playing it safe on his yes. way out. Again, so you can right. find him on social media. He's been filling in for Joe at Droodle25. Thanks for listening. Back tomorrow night, Freddie and Fitzsimmons now. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.